Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about the second ODI between England and India. In the first ODI, it was the Boomerah Show. In the second ODI, it was an equally good and legendary bowler that came to the fore, Reese Topley, <laughs> with a six for, for himself, six for 24, blew India away. And uh, it's a very, fairly similar story, to be honest. 246 v 146. Only, only one side could win that match for at least the last 25 overs or so. I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Max Roe Brown. How you doing, Max Roe Brown? Hello. Yeah, very well. Very well, thank you. Um, nice to see that uh, no sooner was Virat Kohli back in the Indian lineup. India succumbed to a defeat. Uh, that's the yeah. story I'm choosing to go with about this particular game. I, well, I think it's, it's probably the only takeaway. <laughs> this, um, that we should focus on, isn't it? Uh, right, Max, messages for the listeners. Yes, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the Cricket Pod to get in touch and follow us on social media. Keep up with our nonsense that we consistently spout uh, through the Twitter uh, sphere. I say we, it's usually uh, Ross doing shock jock Ross and, and Jack yeah. being sarcastic and, and trying to goad people. Both very good at those particular jobs, it has to be said. And uh, um, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod to support us directly from as little as four pounds a month. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's it's a really good deal. You get a bunch of stuff, Discord, extra shows, etc., etc., etc. Max, what happened yesterday? Well, uh, yesterday India won the toss and put England in, perhaps sniffing a repeat of the uh, the collapse that saw England's calamitous defeat at the Oval. Um, back at Lords, of course, the uh, the scene of England's most famous one-day international victory, and uh, there was a fair bit going on uh, with the ball. But this time, rather than England completely falling in on themselves, they just about managed to hang on somehow. Jason Roy with uh, twenty odd, Johnny Bairstow thirty-eight men that England got a bit of a start. Um, 
but then came in Yuzi Charhal to uh, take what was it the first four for by a leg spinner uh, at Lords since the um, uh, was it in England since the 1999 one day uh, World Cup final I think it was which was Shane Warne doing the doing the business there but either way England uh, were looking well staring down the barrel uh, a bit at uh, 100 off for six but the the lower order came to their rescue once again and managed to well put up a, a score at least that was bowlable at not one that you think was going to win the game but certainly one that would make it last slightly longer than it did uh, in the game at the oval but um turns out it was uh, india's turn to collapse with the bat as uh, as you mentioned jack reese topley uh, in the business four consecutive maidens in the first four overs of the india chase setting things up nicely and um yeah despite a little bit of resistance from Sky, Panja, and Jadeja, it was um, pretty much pretty much over, as you said, from about halfway through the Indian innings. And uh, one all going into the final game. Yeah, we've got a decider on our hands on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the, the podcast. Um, Max, let's go to England's batting because that mm. happened first. Is there a problem here with the number five position? Not just Joss Butler specifically. Um, it's definitely not a problem with Joss Butler. <laughs> if you think about the, the the very good England team, 2015 to 2019, that could sort of regularly post uh, yeah, above 300. In my mind, what England had in, in that era with, with Root, Stokes and Morgan were three players capable of scoring about five and over without taking a huge amount of risk. Like Everyone mm-hmm. thinks that England just went at eight and over the whole way through those games. It isn't quite what happened. They went, they went out like a... You know, they went off like a train. They, they maybe they'd, be, they'd have a few, watch a few early up. Then they'd yeah. really take on the second half of the power play, and then Root and Stokes and Morgan just keep would, it ticking. Would keep it ticking at a very high rate, like yeah. sort of you know instead of it being four runs and over a real real nerdling, they they put some pressure on. But um, the 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 sort of great thing about all of them was was their ability to do that at a strike rate which was high, whilst not really endangering their wickets too too much uh, and then you know the second half of the innings well, from overs 30 onwards it would just be a t20 like yeah. they'd, they'd they'd go they'd go mad i i wonder with butler at five whether they're missing one more player who's capable of ticking along at that high rate without taking a risk what do you think of my thesis i think it's a really interesting point i hadn't really con- considered that but i'm just looking yeah looking at that lineup now and you've got i mean well stokes butler Livingston, uh, four, five, six. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you, one paste probably isn't the right phrase to use to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's pretty much all one gear, which is, uh, um, well, sixth essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's the kind of thing that brings back, you know, those sorts of comments of, uh, you know, Livingston, when Livingston got out, it was described on TMS as brainless, um, because you know it just hit a six and a four before that, so why are you trying to hit a, a six again? But that's the way Livingston plays, and I guess that's the the sort of the structure of the side you're talking about. I think um, I think it's a really interesting point. It's uh, I suppose the question that I would go back to you on is who do you think? Well, would we replace someone to uh, to fill in that number five role? And if we did, who would come in and who would fall out? Like because well, you look yeah. at that side and like you've got yeah you've got David Willey at eight, Craig Overton at nine. Um, well, yeah, Inside it's for England's you know, first choice team, but it'll be like Chris Wokes or someone like that. And you've got so much batting there. Um, so can you maybe afford to do that a bit more than 
than uh, than you would otherwise have done with that deep batting lineup. Well, you know, poss- possibly you can, and I, I don't know if this theory has been tested to the fullest extent. But I, I you know, what we've we seen, we've seen five ODIs this summer. England have collapsed in three of them, twice mm. against India, once against the Netherlands. I am more and more sure that this ball is different to the 2015-2019 cycle. I think this is a it's a it's a more balanced cricket ball. It swings, it seems, for a lot longer. It didn't swing yeah. so much actually yesterday, but there was seam movement the whole way through both innings. Yeah. Um that's why Lord Slope yeah. came into play, didn't it? Well, that's that's why you know Craig Overton bowled a spell was almost unplayable. <laughs> like it was it was it was it was it was it was ridiculous. Craig Overton should have well in 2015 to 2019, Craig Overton is not bowling a spell, which uh hold on, let me get the numbers up because it was it was it was preposterous. Um Craig Overton seven overs, 22 for none. And I think he I think Mohammed Shami hit him around right at the end of that spell as well. So it actually was at one point better than that. Hey, he's got a seven on the bounce, like no change, just run in and bowl at three and over Craig Overton. <laughs> like that, 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 it seems unusual. Um, Topley as well, bowled, bowled a really good spell, but there's, there's no way that anybody could claim that he wasn't getting a little bit of, of help out of that surface. And I, I think if you look at that compared to the, the last World Cup cycle, I, I don't think we saw bowlers getting that help out of the pitch. Now, if we, if we, you know, add add that factor to the sort of one pace nature of four to seven of the England lineup, and I, yeah. I, I am a little bit concerned that there is a weakness. I don't think this batting lineup is as good as 20, 2015 to twenty nineteen because I think Morgan, you know, we remember the last eighteen months. We don't remember yeah. peak. We Morgan. don't remember it. We don't remember him averaging. I'd look at this. He was averaging like 45, 50 in in, in twenty eighteen nineteen. Um, England's leading I, run scorer in I, one day anti twenties. At a strike rate of 100 like that's that what that is is a guy who's going to bat 50 balls for you and put 50 runs on the board that's his average contribution to the game that's a, that's amazing like that's 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 an awesome contribution Josh butler he's dismissed rate in odi so how how regularly is he dismissed 30 balls that's not that long that's five overs so you would expect Josh butler to, to if he came in in the 20th over to be out in the, by the 30th over most of the time that's yeah I, my concern for England is that it's not particularly stable. Liam Livingston, similar player. Moen Ali in ODI cricket has a pretty average record. Although I looked into this and it's, it's I think he averages 25 at a strike rate of 100. Um, there's a big split between what he can do. He's, he's excellent after the 40th over, before the 40th over, virtually useless. Mm. Um, but the you know you probably do want somebody who can hit in that number seven yeah. role. I don't know, Max. It's a really tricky one. Like because what we're talking about here is bringing in someone like David Milan for Liam Livingston or, or Moen Ali, and that's that is a controversial. On paper, take. it sounds insane. <laughs> that is a controversial take, but I I I I, I am I I I think we need we're going to play a lot more ODIs mm. in in the next few weeks. We've we've been through a period where I think England have only played twenty since the World Cup or something like that played 60 in between the last two World Cups. Um, so we're going to get a lot more, and I think we'll we'll see whether this will work. But for my money, based on what I've seen so far this summer, certainly against the better bowling lineups, it's a little bit mm. too T20. Yeah, that's um, it. It's, it is almost a bit like England are treating 50-over cricket like a really long T20. Yeah, um, at a time. You at, know, if you're going to do that, you need, you know, like 
say you've got your finisher who comes in in the 14th over or something. You've got Joss Butler. You don't want him to come in before the 30th over, really, do you? But he's at five, so he's well, going to... Butler says he wants about five. And like, look, yeah. Butler will sometimes come in at 50 for three and score, and score 120. 20. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like it will, there will be moments. And England, are no, you know, they're, they're never going to be a bad team with the amount of talent they have in the top seven. Like, look mm. what happened yesterday. Like, you could, half the people probably written that game off at 105, 148 to six. Uh, even when Mo and Ali was out and England hadn't made it to 200. Even when the game was over at 247, you were like, that game's over. And then it turned out it was a really tricky pitch to bat on. And England, even though they did it slightly unconventionally, had managed to put a good score up. But yeah. um, I think there's some food for thought around mm. around this. Well, Particularly at a time. The England, uh, say the England sort of domestic cricket calendar is kind of pushing England mm. to treating one day cricket like an extended T20 anyway sort of just out of necessity because if you think about like the one day cup which yeah. is now a development competition essentially you know you're not really you don't have a base of evidence to check whether guys coming through are going to be good at one day cricket you can do really. okay they're really good at T20s they're really good at the 100 uh, or they're really good in the county championship and then from that, you have to make an assessment about whether they get into the England one day side. And uh, I would imagine you're going to lean towards more the uh, explosive T20 players in, in filling that gap. And so maybe um, maybe that's a route we're just going to see see, see, us, see us go down. It'll be, uh, it's certainly well, one to keep yeah, an eye yeah, on. Yeah. You're certainly not going to see a, a, a lot of examples of people playing those 50 or 50 type innings. Or being able to produce that, that, that do, do what Joe Root does basically. Do mm. what Root or, or Stokes sort of can do, but maybe slightly less well. That Stokes is probably more forty or forty, and then and then Morgan again, sort of a forty-five or forty-five. We you actually do need a, a battery of those guys to cruise through those middle overs who can mm. play all the different types of bowling relatively well, so they're not just going to get busted by some difficult matchup. And um, and yeah, you know, sort of. Allow allow some of the other players to, to play around them, because if if England are going to fall in a heap regularly, then Jason Roy and, and Bairstow can't bat like they're batting at the top of the order. Like if yeah. if, if 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 England if England are a candidate for being bowled out sub two hundred if they're three down in the first ten, then you can't try and get hundred in the first ten, and that changes the whole game plan. Um, mm. Interesting. It's, I think it's an interesting time. Um, what I would say as well is that India bowled. We talked a lot about England there. Uh, we talked a lot about in how good India were in the in the uh, bowling in the first match. The India were pretty good bowling uh, again here. Chahal. Um, there was a little bit of a debate. Chahal v Bishnoi wasn't. Or there is a bit of a debate. Chahal v Bishnoi. I, I just yeah. can't see. Well, on four worlds, Chahal is Chahal, the best I mean. bowler. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Bishnoi like, had I, one pretty decent season in the IPL. I mean, last year it was pretty bad. Not well, like this year rather, he was. It's pretty bad. And Charles, like he's been around. He knows. He knows the game. He's done it loads of times. He's, he's really good. Just pick Charles, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, and he did bowl well. Uh, it's um, it's a it's a decent collection of, of guys to get out as well. It's just like the first time Brute's been out playing the sweep shot since <laughs> um, you know, since the Titanic sank. Yeah, it was more or less. It was it was it's ages. Uh, Bairstow was quite a funny one, wasn't it? I don't know. He just sort of missed the ball. I think he, he just um, didn't get didn't get the length right, did he? It was too full. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. A a weird one. Of, I think um, I think Ch- what Chahal good. did so well yesterday was just varying his pace and for flight, and I think that's what did for what's what did for Root and what did for Bairstow, but sort of that, those variations. Yeah, um, and then Mo, pretty unlucky. He was the other big two, yeah. not unlucky, long, but long um, boundary. 
40, 47. It had, hasn't hit 50 for a while. But it's not really his role. I mean, like I was saying, he's, he's, he is... I looked at the data for all players to face like 200 balls in the last 10 overs of, an, of ODIs. And mm. he is like second best. I think Dhoni really? was above him. I think Dhoni was above him for strike rate. Dhoni averaged like 50 in that spell as well. So yeah. like, you know, you got the master. Uh, and then it was, it was Mo and Ali averages 148 in the last 10 over. Uh, not averages, strikes at 148. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's very, that's, very good. That's right, isn't it? Like, yeah. And it's 160 in the last five. So it's, um, it's, it's weird. It's a pretty solid know, T20 strike uh, rate there. N- number seven is a really weird position to assess, I think, in, in, in ODI cricket because his actual raw numbers look pretty average. But then you look at what he can do in the right situation, in yeah. the situation that you actually want him to bat in, and you're like, well, we're not going to find someone better. And you also have to remember that there was that period where we messed around. You know, we tried opening with him. He batted at three. He's, he's, been, he's been around... I was, I was looking specifically at his number seven. Number oh, seven. okay. Thank you. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, India's innings. Let's talk about Topley. You're the Surrey fan. He was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, really, uh, really good. He's um, he has been um, well. I mean, since he had that that back injury, and you know, almost looked like he was going to have to have to quit the game. Uh, since sort of rehabbing and, and coming coming to the coming to the wonderful Surrey boys. And uh, and getting back in, he's been he has been uh, generally really good. But uh, yeah, England's ODI men's record figures probably probably not what you'd expect. Is that really what it was? Yeah, yeah, the record. Wow, he did. I I will say this: he did bowl really really well. I think it was a pitch that suited England's bowling attack. Lots of tall guys who sort of try and hit, hit the, the deck. deck yeah and it and you had the lord sloping full effect i'm going to keep saying it until someone tells me that i'm wrong these balls are different and, <laughs> and they were they were they were lively i mean like you know it it it, it, it was a bit too much to handle actually yeah it was like um it was like watching kyle jameson bowl against india in a test match yeah like it, it was just coming through a little bit harder a little bit more bouncy than than, than people thought. Well, he had, he had Shikha caught behind, didn't he? Um, Har, uh, not Hardik. Um, Surya Kumar Yadav chopped off. It actually looked really good, and then and then basically got taken by surprise by how much one bounced. Yeah. Uh, chopped on, and then he, you know, he picks up a couple of wickets at the end, doesn't he? To yeah. to, to blow away the tail, which was, which was good to see because I did think that Eng- like England's bowling attack might have difficulty. I thought they were going to win the match, but I thought it might we might have to watch the whole of the last ten overs with Charles <laughs> and fucking Bumrah nerdling the ball here and there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh, uh, they did the right thing for once, didn't they? They bowled full at the stumps, and it worked. Yeah, um, which, we also uh, saw took the India lineup a bit too long to work out. We also saw, we might as well do Kohli now. Kohli, I think, got one that that basically was done by the bounce. Like, mm-hmm. Willie got one to come through. Kohli was playing it on the front foot, probably shouldn't have been playing it on the front foot. And yeah. it's a, you know, a reasonably thick edge caught by the by the wicketkeeper. Um, so, I, you know, I think perfect storm for for England's bowlers. And they they did took advantage of it, just like India did in the first, in the first match. Um, we talked about India, England's batting lineup. India's batting lineup is there is there any weakness here well it's almost um it's not a million miles from the same problem of what you were describing for England when you got Pant of Four Sky and Hardik Pandya I mean uh, they're all phenomenal cricketers but I mean for me the the key difference uh, in in those sides is the depth isn't it Mohammed Shami at number eight it's not <laughs> not no absolutely um, not it's, it ugly. it's actually really it can't ugly. Can't do it. 
they've got two number 11s in Chahal and Krishna, a number 10 in Bumrah and, uh, and Shami at eight. It's not, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, it, it was it, once Pandit, once Hardik was out, it was like, this is, this is a game over. Like this, this. Yeah. It, it's, I was actually thinking more up the top of the order, but there, I think that is a, an important point as, as well. England basically saved themselves because um, they had, they had batting down the order. Yeah. Um, I mean, Willie, Willie got 41. Even Craig Overton was able to hang around for sort of 18 balls while the mm. score ticked over. It wasn't scoring that quickly, but it was, it was, it was runs that help, you know? Yeah. Um, that didn't happen really for for India, who who were, although I mean you know they were in a chase and did need to score at six and a half and over, so it's it's you know, facing eighteen balls for ten runs probably doesn't help much there either. Uh, I, I I was thinking more at the top of the order. So Rohit Sharma got fifty in the first match. I I, I just I I think there I think there's a there's two or three declining batters in in at least white ball cricket. I think Rohit's mm. probably. Got it in test matches at the moment. Um, maybe makes it into your world eleven actually as, as an opener. But I just, I, I'm, I'm less and less convinced by him in in white ball cricket. I don't see the dynamism that used to sort of be there. Shikhar Darwan's a really interesting one. He's had a, he's looked ugly in both matches. I mean, he could have been out about seventy seven times in um, in the first, in the first ODI. Yeah, and th- and then we've got Virat Kohli, Max, haven't we? Who uh, comes back into the team, gets 16, plays three really, really great shots for four. And everyone's like, oh, he's, he's back. Here we go. Here he's we never go. been out of form. The day. He's never been out of form. He's just been unlucky for three straight years. And then he's out the exact same way he's been out for the, for the last three years, trying to drive a ball on the up through extra cover that isn't, isn't there to be driven, uh, does a bit too much, gets big on him and he, he snicks off. Mm. Um, he's taken a rest against West Indies. I, I don't know. I mean, like, what more can we say about this? Is it a thousand days yet? I think it's over, isn't it? Isn't it August 2019? I think it was November. Okay. Well, well it's, one it's, of the two. it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Um, yeah. Well, the longer it goes on, the the weirder it, the weirder it gets. But it's like sunk costs fallacy now, isn't it? You can't drop him because he's going to score 100 eventually. I mean, I think in fairness, in ODI cricket, there's still a pretty compelling case to to play I, Virat Kohli. I think, I think he, so. I, yeah. I think he's got some he's got some runs recently. He also has like the best record of any player to ever play the game. Um, at least at least in terms of um, you know batting average. What is his batting average? Let me just get this up. Fifty eight strike rate and ninety two. All right, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's you all take right. That. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so I don't. I I think if there's if if you're going to give him rope, we, this is where you. you you yeah. sort of you have to give him the rope. I think so. Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't. We saw we saw Shreya I, I don't even. I, don't, I is Shreya Sire going to do much more than than a a slightly past Barat Kohli? I mean, I I think if we're going to see the the connaissance, we need a better word for that than the connaissance. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll work. We'll work on that. Yeah, codux. Um, then I think it will be led by something that happens in in ODIs. I think that's the format that that his game still suits the most. Um, like the wobble ball has reduced his effectiveness in Test cricket a little bit, and the game moving on has reduced his effectiveness in T Twenty cricket. But ODI cricket isn't that much different to how it used to be. Yeah, uh, balls might move a little bit more, but I'd still suspect that you know maybe he doesn't average 60 maybe he averages 45 like i think it, i think he'll still be a pretty useful player there um but um 
yeah, kind of. Well, kind of weird. I had another point to follow that up with, but I can't remember what it was. Did you have anything to say on Coley? Um, no, I, I just, uh, I, I certainly agree on the one day thing in terms of Coley. I, he's, he's, he's supreme in, in this format. And, uh, and he's, yeah, he, I, I don't see why you would um, try something else in, in his place, but yeah, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from with the, with the openness, but right. Sh- 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 the captain now. So he ain't going yeah. anywhere. I, I also, I mean, like uh, the, for the same reasons I just gave for giving Coley a bit of rope, you could probably give Rohit Sharma in ODI cricket a little bit of rope. You know, he, he isn't, he is, has, a, has had a career that puts him in the frame for certain, certainly uh, as one of India's all-time openers, potentially mm. in a in a kind of all eleven thing. Maybe he's in the B team or something like that. But he's had, he's had you know had an, an amazing career in the format. So um, yeah, a little bit of rope maybe due there too. Uh, do you do you think? Here's a question for you, Max, and then we'll maybe wrap up the show. Do you think we're seeing the best two ODI teams in the world playing each other at the moment? Um, you know, maybe maybe England would upgrade their bowling slightly. But this is probably close to India's A team. Mm. Where where do you do you think that we're looking at potentially the the two that will face off next year at their strongest? Then uh, I think probably yeah. I, I think England's batting. Like I mean, yeah, we've got. When we're saying that the potential weakness with England's batting is that the whoever's batting number five is too powerful and aggressive. You know that's. Uh, it's not normally the kind of thing that you're looking at as a as a, a massive structural weakness in a in a side, and and yeah, I mean this India side is is full of talent and they've got so much to come off the ranks if they do decide to mix things up with the bat. Um, what England's you know bowling in this series isn't what it what would turn out for for a World Cup if everyone is available. So that's maybe where England fall down slightly, but the two at their best, I think, would certainly be certainly be the top two. Um, who do you possibly think? Australia, like one day wise? I, I don't know. I think Australia are a bit iffy in one day cricket. To be honest, um, I, I could definitely see a situation where they've got like Labashane and Smith and sort of loads of yeah. But you know, if, if there's Warner this new ball that's doing away. a bit, suddenly they're uh, they're gods, aren't they? Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it is possible. Um, I uh, who do you think is better? Who do you think will win on Sunday? Hmm. Um. So I, I think India will win on Sunday again. Uh, I think I, I, I'm it's the same same as what I thought with the T20 series. Really, I think England's although obviously England's bowling was really good at Lords. I think, like you said, it sort of suited them, and it's a bit kind of one dimensional in, in a way. So I think I would I would back one to eleven. I would back India, especially with Jason Roy playing the way he is at the moment. He might he might get a. Might, we might see Phil Salt get a go because Jason Roy needs to uh, go and go and have a no. have a bit of a bit of a go in a sauna and just that chill out for a bit. I think that that was an interesting point. Somebody actually suggested not dropping Roy, but with this number five issue in mind, putting Salt in at the top of the order and moving Bearstow down to four and Stokes down to five, which I, I think would be a well, an interesting way of solving the problem. Yeah. Albeit that you are basically messing with your best player. Um, mm. But that's what we've done with Bearstow, isn't it? England, they've 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 sort of done that the whole. Yeah, way well, he's a red ball specialist now. So, for, for what it's worth, I think that the two teams side by side, I think this India team are are better. I think, yeah. I think England, if they bring in a couple of their bowlers, 
Um, I think Adil Rashid's a big upgrade on somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Joffre Wood or Wokes, uh, uh, you know, all, all, all four. I mean, all four of yeah. them arguably could play. Um, David Willey, I was wondering, maybe may have gone ahead of Wokes. I think David as... Willey is uh, really underrated in terms of his but, usefulness for England. But um, Archer, I think, uh, you know, Wood has, has another one of those records that doesn't look amazing. And then you look at where he's bowled and it's all in the over, overs 20 to 40. And he's England's mm. second best bowler in the last decade there. So it's, it's you know, yep. there's definitely, there's definitely room for, for, for Wood. And again, he's that. a point of difference, isn't he? You know, yeah. that extra then, pace. Um, Adil Rashid is England's best spinner. Like it's, it's um, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what they've got there. So I I think you upgrade that, and then um, you're looking at two really really efficient ODI teams. With yeah, I think so. A couple of batting queries, but nothing 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 too major. Um, final point, Max, I wanted to raise mm-hmm. with you was um, a tweet by Babarazm. Oh yeah, um, d- did you see this? No. It was a pit. Oh my god! It's broke of the internet. It's got thirty-four thousand retweets, one hundred seventy-two thousand likes, eight thousand comments. It's not bad for cricket. It's it's a picture of Babarazm next to Kohli. Kohli's got his arm around his shoulder, and uh, Babarazm is saying, "This too shall pass. Stay strong." Hashtag Virat Kohli. Oh, um, that's quite. Um, you know, is that? I don't know. I, I, part of me thinks that's a nice show of support. Part of me thinks that's Babarazm jibing. Jiving a little bit. Well, where do you come <laughs> down on that point? No, I think it's I think it's uh, one of the, one of the great batsmen having the back of another great batsman trying to use sport to transcend uh, political and uh, you know uh, strife uh, to to put it mildly. And uh, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Babarazm uh, the the benefit of the doubt and say that he's been an all round good guy. Cool. All right, Max. Um, you've got to go and paint your house. I. Yep. I'm going to get on with my day. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.